listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.04am. Lawson, it's come time for our next quiz question for this morning, please. All right, our next quiz question here. Who had four daughters, each of whom was a prophetess? Wow, this person is wow. just just pumping out profits. Awesome. That's uh, well, prophetesses. If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669. Of course, if you know the answer and you text us the correct answer at our number at 0491-064-669, you will go into the draw to win a taste of travel. Let's go to Eastern Europe. Yo. You know, because that's kind of where Poland is, right? It's, it, it yes, would, it is. Poland would be considered, it's because it's like, Poland's like kind of, it's on the, it's on the edge, right? Between Eastern and Western. Um, let's go to Albania. You're like, you know what? I want to eat some soup from Albania. You can eat a white bean and mint soup. I oh, love, do you like mint? I love I mint. love, do you like mint chocolate? Yeah, okay. but, but not. I can't eat much chocolate. But yeah, 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 yeah. when yeah. I do, I love mint chocolate. Mint, mint, like just mint sweets, mint on you know, like mint as in as a, as a season on like roast veggies or, or whatever. Like I just love mint in everything all the time. Wow. I just love feeling fresh. Oh wow, I love it. Like, you know, there is a freshness about it, isn't there? That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's also I have a friend who is just absolutely despises mint chocolate. Like they hey. like mint, but um. The one time I they like mint, but I don't like it in the chocolate. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. And so I, uh, down at the the BBF, the Better Books and Foods in Kurumbong, they have basically vegan mint slice. So like the biscuit, the Arnott's biscuit mint slice, but they have like a vegan version down Mm -hmm. there. It's made by a different company, and they are fantastic. Like they're so good, and it's just oh, just like when I eat them, it's just throwback to my childhood. And I'm like telling my friend, I'm like, you got to eat this. It's so good. And they're like, I hate mint chocolate. I'm like, trust me, it'll change your life. And they took one bite, and I'm thinking like (laughs) this will convert them. And they took a bite, and they're like, oh, it tastes like I'm eating. Toothpaste and cake oh, at the same no. time. And I'm like, nah, you got it all wrong. It's amazing. But um, look, we've got this book, A Taste of Travel. Incredible book. We want you guys to win it because if you win it and we come to your region, we want to, we want you to make us some food, man. Yeah, so, that's it. So please, hey, 0491 We also want to give a shout out this morning to the town of Nowra. Nowra. This, Down you know, south not the coast town, of New South Wales. The city. The city of Nara. Oh, it's not really a city. Nah, I'm like, gonna I'm gonna give him that. <laughs> I, I, maybe, well, maybe that's offensive to people from Nara. Maybe like, no, we're a town. Like, you know, they 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 want to keep that. Uh, they, there's a fair few people that live in Nara, though. So there are, there are, yeah, Look, and absolutely, like people moved out to the country areas too after you know with with COVID and stuff out of Sydney and Nara was one of those places that would have started booming just like up around Newcastle area. Mm, so absolutely, hey, I uh, got a text message here from David. David says, good morning, Danita and Lawson and Jennifer and Pete. I'm going to throw Pete in there. From David, holidaying holidaying in Geraldton till Friday with my wife, Tina. Oh, that sounds awesome. Geraldton, that's in Western Australia. It is. I've been to Geraldton. Oh, so I've never been to West Oz. I've been to like every state. I've been up to Darwin. I've been to Adelaide and South Australia. I've been like across the East Coast. I mean, I've I've walked tracks up the (laughs) East Coast um, from, from, from Melbourne to Cairns, from Melbourne to Townsville. But I've never been to Western Australia. Yeah, it's worth going and Perth is such a beautiful city honestly so hubby and I went there a few years ago we had a big big um, convention Mm -hmm. over there and so we thought well let's also go and visit somewhere else and so we went to Geraldton and then just drove down to Perth so yeah just just a really lovely spot so have a great time David and Tina um, in Geraldton we hope the weather's fabulous there for you as well I also just want to give a quick shout out 
I opened my student email, you know, during the during the uh, the 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 news break there. Uh-huh. I opened my student email. And I got a, an email from one of my lecturers, Dr. Anthony McPherson. Shout out him, where he has postponed a f- quiz that I have tomorrow. It's like a it's a main quiz. Uh, I think it's like twenty five percent of my grade. Oh, he wow. postponed it to next week. So shout out that legend. Nice. That's like the best thing ever. That I'm like, has made dude, your I'm day. like <laughs> I opened that email because I you know I've got some stuff to do. I'm I'm writing a book report today, like finishing yep. off a book report today and then I'm like, okay, and then I'm gonna have to, you know, study for this quiz and make sure I've got everything down. And I open this email, I'm like you moved it to next week. What that a is, legend. That oh is my. so cool. Gives uh, you that extra time. Yeah, you are right. grateful. Absolutely. You are very I'm, grateful I'm for a, that change. And, of course, life. this is the time at uni where, like, all of the assignments yeah. start peaking, like, mid-September and October. It gets really heavy. That's right. And then suddenly you enter exams, end of October, early November. So mm. it's just, like, full on, isn't it? And so we're just grateful that you still get up earlier in the mornings and come to Faith oh, FM mate. for nah. all of our listeners and just you know you just pack it in with all your studies and stuff but you still keep faithfully coming and just want to yeah. say thank you in a big way and i'm sure our listeners would like to say the same <laughs> well i mean do you know of course you're working as well yeah. i think you know we're, we're all got stuff to Juggling do three. you know we're all we're all getting stuff done i think in my case with the study like I would much prefer to do my study at this time right now. Yeah, you, know, that be, you yeah. know, waking up early in the morning and getting it done, like, you know. Fresh, it, it, your mind's fresh. fresh yeah, yeah, it takes the best out of you. But, hey, at the same time, like, such is life. Like, I, I, I'm a believer, man. Like, I believe that, you know, I for every direction of my life, for the ministry appointments that I take and whatnot, and, like, here at Faith FM, you know, I believe that God has called me to this. I've seen him work in a way that has led me to this point here. I also wholeheartedly believe that God has led me to study, and I think even more so, I like talking. I like. We know uh, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we know if, that. If, you, if you're joining the the breakfast show for the first time, you might not know this, but I enjoy talking. Uh, I enjoy Faith FM. I love being part of the team here. Uh, you know, and and I've I've been a part of Faith FM in some level of capacity since 2018. It was the 2018 was the first time I ever filled in on the breakfast show, and I love it. Dude, studying at university, that is like, I'm, I'm in a whole new direction. Like I, uh, my, my background, for those who don't know, I dropped out of school at the age of 15 to, to go on, this is before I was a Christian, I was pursuing a dream of being a professional athlete and whatnot. And for God to open the doors to me, for me to do study and to get straight into my degree as well. I, I was fortunate mm. enough to do a mature age student test and somehow do really well. And they yeah, were just like, you. you can just start. You can just go. I didn't have to do general studies. I didn't have to do TAFE. I didn't have to do a certificate of anything. I could just go immediately into my bachelor's. It's been a learning curve and it's one that I'm still on and I'm like trying to just knuckle down and get into it and, and, and complete my studies and it is a struggle man like it is it's not like i I way prefer being you know practically doing things i use my brain i think about things i I like reading like all of that kind of stuff but the the studying aspect in it in terms of you know that full-time study of deadlines and whatnot to do those kinds of things i'm like it's a struggle for me but it's something just as much as i believe i'm called to be here on faith fm i wholeheartedly i'm like man like um, God has called me to study, and so we just grind through it. It's like, yeah, yeah like God's, God's going to help me out. You know, this is something that we looked at. Oh, it was one of our previous Bible studies. You know, right now we're going through the book of Ephesians, right? We're about to jump into it today. As I said before, I like talking, like making points. Um, but 
uh, yeah, it's um, I like love you know I love being able to be a part of of the breakfast show. But yeah, it was um. When we would do, when we did our Bible study on stewardship, mm. and we we were looking at stewardship, and one of the big points that we made from looking at stewardship was, guys, when you work for God, He pays, mm-hmm. like, and in every way, He will pay in your not only in your bank account, you know, and make sure that you are supported and not dying, and He will always give you what you need. But furthermore, in terms of the the emotional support, the family support, mm. the the church family support. Um, the things that you need, like God is wanting to provide. If you are walking in his ways, like if you are walking where he's leading, he opens the doors for you to be able to re- receive provision. Like that's the God that we worship. Now, this isn't pro- prosperity gospel. I'm not st- sitting here saying God wants to make you filthy rich and da 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 da. Like, no, I, we are in the present struggle of life. Like, there are rich people, there are poor people, there are healthy people, there are sick people, there are people in all kinds of spectrums, all kinds of situations. Danuta, you have challenges. I have challenges. You know, producer Pete on the decks, he has challenges like producer Shell, Lyle, like Blake, you know, Blair Lemke, like all of these people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just listing people who are involved in Faith <laughs> I've FM. been on Faith You know, FM. but uh, Jennifer Skews, like we are all faced with challenges and issues and problems, but wholeheartedly, you know, when we read the Bible and we read Paul say, you know, I've learned to be with, I've learned to be without i've learned to be content i've learned to suffer need i can do all things through christ who strengthens me that's one of my favorite verses and maybe you maybe you've got a really hard life you're listening this morning you're like oh lawson just gets to do faith affair and study all day man easy peasy you know he doesn't he doesn't know the things i'm going through i don't man like you have your own life your own journey but what i want to speak to you this morning what i want to appeal to you and appeal to our listeners this morning is again when we live a life with God, He pays. Mm. He works. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. And God does look after our needs in every possible way, Absolutely. doesn't He? Like, you know, and especially when we've got great support systems mm. around us, it's just fabulous. Hey, and we're going to be talking about that right now. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to jump into that. Um, and it's about the whole armor of God. Yeah. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're going to just unpack that whole, whole passage where he then says, you know, put on the whole armor of God for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of the wickedness in the heavenly places. And then of course he unpacks the whole armor of God. And tomorrow we're actually going to unpack the whole armor a whole lot more. But yesterday we were actually, weren't we, Lawson, covering mm. a lot about the whole great controversy. Giving that context and background, why we're in a world of good and evil, hey, mm. and and that's so important to actually understand that context. But here, what we actually find too is that Paul actually uses military language a lot, doesn't he? Mm. Because of that battle, you know. And when you look at military language and the imagery that he actually uses, in and and um, and he talks about that. It actually is really important because we, when we know that in war, what happens in a battle and the clothing that people actually need to have to go into war and the protection that they need in every way and the, and, and the, you know, the, the fighting that kind of goes on. Mm. In that sense, Paul actually unpacks that really in a huge way. And so what I want us to do here though is to unpack a bit more about this whole great controversy thing. But let's go back in case that we've got some listeners that may not have been on yesterday, but let's go back 
to Revelation chapter 12, oh, banger. verse 7 to 9, which is really, really crucial to what we're covering here because then we actually want to talk about the fact today that, you know, that, yes, Paul uses this military language and imagery, but what's really important, he brings out the fact that, um, you know, well, he brings out this whole military language in the understanding of the major ways that the gospel actually helps us in this battle that we are in. Because the whole gospel message and what Jesus has done is actually really crucial, isn't mm. it? Because he's actually fought the fight, and that's why when we come in as believers, we become in Christ and we are clothed in his robe of righteousness and we are we, we come to him. He's the one that fights the battles for us, doesn't mm. he? And so that's really crucial in every possible way. Mm, absolutely. Um, okay, let's go into Revelation. I'm then. here. Revelation 12 and verse 7, the Bible says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found in them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Yeah. So what do we find in particularly at that very end part that it says there? Well, it says that he was cast to the earth and the angels were cast out with him. You know, we see the well, war breaks out in heaven. Uh, and I know. I, I often uh, use this passage. This is the first passage that I go to. We're, we're opening up to it. When we, when we try to teach the great controversy theme, which yeah. is the idea of the origin of evil and the mm. battle between good and evil mm-hmm. and kind of answering the question like, why do bad things exist if God is good? That kind of thing. And we start off here, it's like, and war broke out in heaven. If I can, you know, put my theology student hat on this morning, I, I have, you know, the, the uni gave me Logos for free, so I can look up the Greek <laughs> and the Hebrew and whatnot. The word war that's used here, well, it's translated as war, is actually the Greek word palemos. Mm-hmm, the word right. palemos is one of the root words to essentially politics. Yes. Uh, politics and political, these kind of things. Yeah, which we see lots of wars in those situations, oh, mate. don't we? Yeah, the verbal abs- wars absolutely. that happen. And, well, the, what this is describing is... And this is a question that I often ask people I'm studying the Bible with. It's like, okay, so when war broke out in heaven, do you think, that, how do you think they fought each other? Do, do they think they, do you think they had like swords or guns or, and people are like stumped a bit, right? Mm. They're like, I'm like, do you think angels in heaven had guns that they were mm. like shooting at God, which is so wild. And they're, and they're like, well, no. And I'm like, so how do you think they're warring here? And they're like, Huh, I don't know. Like, war in heaven is just a phrase that kind of rolls off the tongue. It's like, okay, that makes sense. But, but it's like, what does that look like? Well, yeah. And the, the answer that the Bible gives, like when we dig into the original language, is that this was a political battle. Absolutely, because it was for position. I mean, and we read that right. yesterday, even Ezekiel 28. We, if you want to go in there, um, if you're at home and you know, I go into that a bit more, we won't unpack that one today but because mm. um, we did yesterday. But the thing is that, you know, he was fighting for position. That's right. And that's what we see in politics. People are fighting for their position. They actually want to win over somebody else, put somebody else down, make them look worse than themselves. Mm. Um, but in heaven, like everything, you know, Lucifer was the, you know, the more 
morning star, like you said, you know, the epitome of all, mm-hmm. of all of the angels. He was, he was the leader of all the angels. He had everything and he had position, but he didn't, he actually wanted more. He actually wanted to have God's position. He yeah, said he wanted right. to be equal with God. And, you know, and it says that pride was found, you know, sin was found in his mm-hmm. heart and it was pride, you know, that, that, that put him there. And so he then convinced, you know, and, and, you know, and it, and in many places, you know, we can see this through the Bible, but God, you know, if God's a loving God, why didn't he get rid of him? Some would ask. Well, God didn't get rid of him because he is a loving God, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to be forceful. He's not a forceful God. And so really, you know, over time, you know, Satan actually then, the Lucifer at the time, he became Satan when he came, you know, when he was cast out, but he actually then, you know, influenced others and a third of the angels were actually cast to the earth. Now, the question is, when were they cast down? Because in the book of Job, it actually mm. is a very clear battle there that, you know, mm. that, that Satan was going to and fro and, you know, speaking, you know, to God, but also yeah, on the right. earth. And so some people say, well, was he really cast out of heaven? Well, yes, he was. When was he cast out mm. of heaven is the question we ought to ask. And here's the thing. Um, if we actually go to Hebrews chapter two, verse 14, uh, Hebrews oh, chapter passage. two is a really great passage. If we can actually go to that. And we're also going to look at Revelation. Actually, if you go to Hebrews two, please, and I'm going to go to Revelation one, verse 18, because we always say, don't take our word with what we're saying. We like to base everything oh, on yes. the Bible. Say it, it has Demeter. to be say based it. on God's word. Absolutely. Don't take our word for it. So that's why we read from the Bible. So what does Hebrews two, 14 say? Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14, it says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken in flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same as we met Jesus, that through he, that, sorry, that through death he might destroy him who had the power over death, that is, the devil. Ah, oh, isn't that powerful? Like mm. just right there, it says that Jesus is the one that conquered the power over the one who, you know, he, who gave death, who is a, a evil, you know, who is evil. Because we know that when Eve actually take, took the fruit of the tree and Adam, um, that they sinned. Um, mm. They sinned. Basically, they become they, and through them, we as humanity became partakers of being in a world where there is evil, good and evil. Okay, mm. and so the thing is, the other thing that really came in through that was that death came mm. in. Okay, the physical death. So that's why we have death in this world too. But here's the thing that Hebrews two fourteen says that he Jesus Christ conquered that. Okay, yeah. And so when did he conquer that? Well, well, hanging on the cross. Hanging on the cross, yeah. absolutely. Because here's the thing. If Jesus had actually only died for our sins mm-hmm. but never been resurrected, mm-hmm. would he have conquered death? Would he no. have won the victory mm-hmm. over Satan? Yeah, no. The answer is no, he never would not have. But through his resurrection, because he was raised from the dead, he conquered death. And what it's a sign you can say, you know, it's, it's, it it indicates that he conquered death. And that's why here also in Revelation 1 verse 18, it says this. I am, this is Jesus' words. And in my Bible, it's actually written in red. Actually, if I go to the verse before that here, and so it's just to unpack here. The book of Revelation is really beautiful. Sometimes people find it really hard to read, so they actually don't read it because they think it's full of symbols. But I just want to say, I want to challenge you to actually read the book Mm. of Revelation because it is all fully Jesus 
based. Yeah, that's right. Because well, it's all about Jesus winning <laughs> and Satan losing. Absolutely. You open the book of Revelation and it says this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And, and that's then exactly what it's going to say. Yeah. It says blessings to those who read these words. And it's this is the only book of the Bible oh. in which it says to do, in which a blessing is associated with reading it. I mean, the Bible also says that all scripture is given all by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, yeah. for, for you know, reproof, reproof for yeah. instruction, righteousness, for correction, these kind of things. Uh, in Second Timothy chapter three, there. Yeah. But <laughs> furthermore, it's like, mate, you open that beginning of the book of Revelation. It's like, and it's right read there. this thing. But Bang. ultimately, what we're going to see uh, when we get back in after this song is that, yeah, you know, there's this classic saying: you can't keep a good man down. Yeah. <laughs> the the only good man was Jesus. Yeah, he is the only one who hasn't sinned, and you can't and keep the savior him down. of the world. That's right. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, it's come time for our next quiz question. Then we've got quite a few texts coming in, just like, you know, just bouncing right on in that we're going to actually go through as well. So Mm. take it away with our next quiz question, please. All right, here we go. Our next quiz question, our final quiz question for today. It's a fill in the blank, guys. So get ready. Here we go. Finish the passage. By faith, oh, reading from Hebrews is awesome. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of blank, 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 blank. Mm. Just finish the verse there. By faith, Moses, when he was... Uh, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of blank, 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 mm. blank. Bang a verse. Oh, so good. From one of my favorite favorite passages in the Bible. I'm, I'm not going to mention it because I just realized it's part of the anti. I, already yeah, gave, yeah, I gave you guys a part. That's one of my favorite uh, partial um, clue there. chapters in the Bible too. So awesome. Isn't it great? Hey, yeah, let's read some of these texts, hey? Oi, a few text messages coming through. Um, David texted us uh, that Lloyd Groleman, who's one of our presenters here on Faith of Hammers. Yeah, he's is, the Aussie pastor. He would have been on yesterday. That's yep. right. Shout out the Aussie pastor, Lloyd Groleman. He is from Nara. That's our town of focus today. And also, he is having a birthday tomorrow. So shout yeah, out Lloyd birthday. Groleman. Happy birthday. Hey, if you're having a birthday, yes. you're listening to the breakfast show this morning. Let us know. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I'm actually, man, in October I'm coming up on a quarter century, eh? Which is oh, just, just good oh, for you. I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there. See, you're getting old just like I am. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you said it. Uh, <laughs> Sky writes in and says, "I have a question on pride. How can we tell if it's pride, even in its mildest forms?" I think. Because is, is pride confidence? That's like a huge question. Is like, is, is confidence pride and is pride confidence? And is it, is it wrong to say, oh, I'm good at something? Is that prideful? And I think ultimately the answer to that is intent, right? Mm. It's like, again, is your identification of your goodness at something or your good standing in a community or whatnot, do you use that as a vehicle to think of yourself as better than others or and, to communicate and that, that? That is the key thing because, you know, confidence is something that, 
is good for us all to have and that comes often with, with good self-esteem. Mm. Okay, but pride is something when we actually try and put somebody else down so that we can actually look mm. um, mm-hmm. better as well. We, we, we don't have a problem with trampling over other people as well and that we push for position, we push for, um, you know, being up front, we push for, you know, there's all sorts of things and it's also pride is a thing that when somebody speaks to you and points something out to you, you don't really want to take it on board, mm. um, you know, rather than being keen to learn or say, okay, you may have a point or, or um, you know, well, let me see it from your perspective of why that, you know, you're bringing that up and mm. help me understand that when we're not willing to learn from others, that is pride. Oh, absolutely. Hey, got a question coming through here from Wayne. He said, didn't Jesus conquer death when he put the lambskins on Adam and Eve and then when he died on the cross, he conquered sacrifice and abolished all the ceremonial laws. What's taking place when, well, the Bible simply says this, that the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. Now, does that mean that Jesus was hanging on the cross before creation even happened? And the answer to that is no. See, I think what you're writing here, Wayne, when it says like he, you know, he conquered um, death with the lambskins, with Adam and Eve, um, and then he conquered sacrifice and abolished all ceremonial laws. That happened at one point in time, which is the cross, but it retroactively affected those before it and it affected those after it as well. The cross stands at this, as this center point or this, oh, I love this word, a chiasm a central chiasm of history that like in, in the way I use the word chiasm there, it's, it's regarding uh, basically Hebrew poetry and literature where you'd have a bunch of thoughts that are mirroring one another. And then, you know, in the middle of the text, not at the end, not at the beginning, their kind of main highlight is usually at the middle of the text. You have this chiastic point of history, which is Jesus Christ hanging on the cross, which is like, that is what has enabled all forgiveness before Mm. and all forgiveness after. It is what has enabled all life before all life after, you know, when, Moses was resurrected and taken to heaven. And when Elijah got in a chariot and went to heaven, and when Enoch was taken up to heaven as well, and those representing the very, very few people who are allowed to, you know, who are, who are currently in heaven, the, as opposed to the rest of us who are either alive on earth right now or dead in the grave, that was enabled by Jesus' future sacrifice. And the thing is that the lamb that, that there would have been a lamb that was slain for them to be clothed, and God was the one, you know, quite how it happened, we don't know, but you know, we 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 kind of assume that it, in this case that God was the one who mm. who did that because of the need to clothe them, but it was symbolic of pointing to the lamb that would actually be slain, as in Jesus Christ, on the cross, and that would clothe us in his robe of righteousness. And I that's think right. that's, that's really crucial. So, mm. yeah, just things to keep it exploring, and certainly we can actually pass that one to Lyle to unpack a bit more in the question time. We're running, we've really run short of our Bible study time. Oh. We're going to actually pa- unpack a whole lot more tomorrow in this space. Mm. 
verse 2. But let's go back to Revelation 1 verse 18 that we were then starting to look yes. at. And it says here, I am. So we're actually saying, you know, that the book of Revelation, of course, is where Jesus wins and Satan loses. That's the key thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that revelation of Jesus Christ means the revealing of Jesus Christ. Um, and of course, you know, in verse 3, it says in chapter 1 that blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. And so uh, John the Revelator actually wrote this, of course, and um, in chapter 1, verse 18, it says, I am, as in Jesus says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. I say amen and hallelujah. I have the keys of Hades and of death. Mm. And then he instructs, and he instructs John, write these things which you have seen and the things which you are and the things which you will take, which will take place after this. And this is really crucial. That's why John actually records this. But Jesus says, I have the keys of Hades and death. In other words, I have the keys to the grave and of death. And that because Jesus conquered death, conquered the grave and he conquered, you know, um, um, you know, Satan, that's when Satan was then cast out of heaven was at the cross because Jesus won the victory here. And you say, well, why does the evil still continue? Well, the thing is that ultimately Mm. there's going to come a time where you know, so Jesus, God still wants humanity to be able to choose between that right and wrong, between good and evil, to follow mm. his ways, to choose to whether they will actually be clothed in Christ or not, or whether they will actually keep on going in the ways of Satan. And that's why the time is still being, you know, there where we're told to watch and pray. And there's a time that the Bible speaks of, of a pre pre-advent judgment in other words a judgment before jesus comes and where when jesus comes that will be the final thing to 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 death and it also mm. speaks about the first resurrection the second resurrection which is so much more to unpack on and give too much there but in the sense that there will be an ultimate time where there will be an end to evil and oh. to satan and his angels which yes. is a fabulous thing yes. that we you know can look forward to um in in every kind of way and so here the thing is that we need to remember that and also in colossians chapter 2 we don't have the time to go there but jesus conquered the rulers and authorities authorities of evil we need to remember that that he conquered that at the cross and that's why we're told in the book of romans we'll unpack it more tomorrow that we are to put on christ and that's why in the start of ephesians you know, Paul actually says to be in Christ, to be in Christ, mm. to put on Christ. And where he says here in this passage that we started talking about this week and which we're unpacking more, where he actually says to put on the armor of God. He says, this armor is mm. from God. You are to wear that armor because yeah, of absolutely. yourself, you cannot Oof. fight those battles against evil. You cannot fight the, the battles against those principalities mm-hmm. and powers of the rulers of the darkness of this world. And that is, you cannot fight against Satan and his angels. So Jesus is the answer. We need to put on that full armor in every way. So we're actually going to unpack that armor even more tomorrow. We're still going to unpack more that whole great controversy and spend much more time tomorrow within that Bible study time unpacking it more. Mm. You don't want to miss it. We want you to just to be there and to, to follow it in every way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Look up, for your redemption draws near. Hi, this is Sharissa and Danny, your hosts for Looking Up. Join us every Wednesday between 3.30 and 5.30 for our live show. 
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I hope you've been having a great morning so far. We have been in the studio, so just so blessed um, to be in here opening the Word of God. Absolutely. And, and now we've come to a time where, look, we've been giving oh, out all look, kinds of questions. Absolutely. So far away because we've got heaps of texts we've got to just run through as well. Mm. Awesome. Hey, let's have a look at some answers here, and then we'll get into some text messages. Heaps of texts coming through here. How many days a week did the manna appear in the wilderness for the Israelites? It was six days. It was there, and then on the Sabbath they would rest. You know, they would harvest double. Uh, you know, they would har- harvest another portion, and then on the Sabbath uh, they would they would rest, and they wouldn't go out and work. What was the name of the orator that opposed Paul? Um, you know, hint, it, it's from Acts 24. His name was Tertullus. Uh, the next one here, according to the prophet Micah, what will God do with our sins? He will cast them into the depths of Isn't the that sea. Fabulous. It's awesome. Oh. Like, remember them no more and separate them. That, these are also biblical sayings from the Psalms and whatnot, but specifically Micah, he says he will cast our sins into the depths of the sea, which is like, think about how, by the way, just quickly, how deep is the sea? Like, it's so deep. And back in those days, like, they didn't have the ability to free dive like we do today. Like, those depths are unknowable to these people. They're like, they don't even maybe, they potentially don't even know how deep the uh, the ocean is. And, and he's saying, like, that's where your sins are. It's in an unknowable depth. It's just so powerful. Who had four daughters each, whom was able to prophesy, who was a prophetess? That was Philip. And then finally here, uh, by faith, uh, when he was come to years, ref- Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Sin for a season is never good for us, hey. But hey, let's, uh, let's, you know, stand with Christ and stand with him, but fantastic work, everyone, for answering questions, maybe correctly, maybe incorrectly. We've got a bunch of different text messages here. We've got one from Deanne. Deanne writes in and says, can you please greet my auntie Willa Bruff? I'm going to pronounce that as G-H on the end. Yeah, so I think it's a bro. Bruff. Bruff, bro. Bruff. Willa <laughs> Bruff. It's her birthday today. Thanks, Lawson and Danuta. Oh, that's all right, Deanna. Shout out Willa, who is having an awesome birthday today on the 13th of September. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then we've got one here from Christopher. Good morning, Brecky team. What's the difference or is there a difference between pride and being proud? For example, I'm proud of Lawson oh. for allowing <laughs> God to work mildly in his life. Uh, Isn't that nice? Uh, Look at that. You Mate. have a fan out stop, there. Stop hey. flattering me, Chris. <laughs> Shout out, Chris, by the way. Actually, I uh, I know Chris. He is uh, running the Happy Diver podcast and doing amazing things with that. Great stuff, hey. And, yeah, no, you can be proud of Lawson. We'll allow you to be proud uh, of Lawson. <laughs> That's a different kind so of, got, of thing, hey. I've got dictionary know. definitions in front of me right now. So you've got the first definition of proud is feeling pleasure or satisfaction over something, highly, something regarded as highly honorable or credited to oneself. You know what? When we when we make a decision to follow Jesus, God is proud of us. Like I, I, God as a father, like God is loves us and he's proud of us and he's and he's happy with us, you know, when we do good things. Like God can be proud, you can be proud of things, you can be happy for things to happen for people. Uh, but then the second definition here, having proceeding form, uh, pr- sorry, having proceeding from or showing a high opinion on one's own dignity. 
um, importance or superiority. And this is the, the negative pride that we are talking about here. Um, to, to have a high opinion on oneself. And it's like, to have a high opinion, it's like, okay, I did something good on something isn't necessarily a problem. But that idea of superiority of, you know, of being like, I'm better than someone else because I do this or that or the other. And it's like, no, like, we're all sinners before God, humble ourselves. Absolutely. And look, just quickly too, there was an earlier question that we, we just unpacked briefly about, you know, the lambskins, whether they actually, whether death, Jesus conquered death when the lambskins were actually put on Adam and Eve, um, when they sinned. But, you know, um, in Hebrews, we actually read, for it is not possible, this is in chapter 10, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats would take away sins. Um, and actually says that, you know, the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot or blemish, is the one that we actually have that through. And also in, in um, Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, he actually says that uh, that God provided, let me just read that verse there. It actually says that also for Adam and Eve, um, Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and he clothed them. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. We've come to the end of mm. our show. Don't forget that there's Tassie Encounters coming up. We've also got Drive Time and other shows. What's that one up the top as well from Townsville? Uh, talk the, from the top. Talk that from is the coming. top. You know, there's yeah, all sorts awesome of stuff. shows. Really great stuff on Faith FM. So keep on listening in. And right now we have a free giveaway. Lawson, what are we having for our giveaway? Hey, I have, I'm giving away a kid's book this morning. One for the kids it is called the perfect lamb by david edgar we've been talking about the lamb we've been talking about the lamb we've been talking about you know all kinds of things to do with the sacrifice that jesus has given for us and how that was found you know the lamb given as the illustration of that and this is getting into how jesus himself was the perfect lamb but what was the perfect lamb it's also a little bit of a narrative here with Mm. characters like you know sammy and his father rufus and you know dealing with sin and, and of father course that's what we've been talking and, about a bit towards the end with our questions that have been coming through yeah too, so. absolutely so this is a fantastic book for kids to introduce them to the concept concept of sacrifice Yo. which is something that is you know I, I had a powerful testimony once of it was it was a young like a seventh-day adventist kid getting baptized and and his parents were speaking about you know his journey of faith you know he gave his own testimony and his parents were speaking he's like you know when i they, they, they were so impressed that they started to see their son. Their son would have been, you know, maybe nine or ten and started saying, wait, Jesus died for me? Wow. It was like the moment he got it. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus gave his life for me. We want people to be introduced to that concept because it's life-changing. Hey, 0491 guys. Remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.